From Blackfoot to Teton, we've got your District 6 breakdown right here on the East Idaho PrepCast with Lance Taylor. It's another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down everything in Districts 5 and 6 in the state of Idaho. Brandon Bainey joined, as always, by Lance Taylor. Lance, you're looking quite dapper today. Well, thank you. You know, I've got somewhere to go after work, you know, (laughs) have to dress up a little bit. Sure. And I'm uh, kind of the opposite. Uh, My eyes have been bothering me, so I'm wearing the glasses today. I've got my Boston Red Sox hoodie on, so I'm I'm casual Thursday here in the office. (laughs) Uh, If you want to see what we're wearing, of course, you can watch the video of this at IdahoSports.com's YouTube channel or our Facebook page. Uh, You can also listen to the audio only at IdahoSports.com. And wherever you download your podcasts, the East Idaho PrepCast is brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse-pounding adrenaline sports apparel and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. These are some new glasses we got. You see the sparkles on the bottom? Yeah, the little specks. of Yeah, Yeah. that looks good. Of course, you can find those glasses. At all good to go stores in Eastern Idaho. You can find them at Bill's Bike and Run and now at Ron's Tire and Motorsports. That's one of the point S's in the old Smith Chevrolet building in Idaho Falls. They also carry all of our snowmobile gear, monosuits, Bellaclavas, goggles, as well as these glasses and everything else. So don't forget to stop into Ron's Tire and Motorsports and you can get those as well. Awesome. A lot of good places. No excuse not to get yourself a pair of those sweet looking shades. So. All right, Lance. Well, last week we did our big girls basketball preview, talked about all the teams we thought would do well. And then this week, the first coaches poll of the season came out. So I thought it would be good to stop down real quick, look at that girls basketball coaches poll and kind of note the teams from East Idaho that that were in the initial poll. So if we start at the 5A level, checking in at number five is Thunder Ridge. Titans are off to a nice start. Well, and if you look at the Titans, they're really the only team this year so far that has has uh, has pushed uh, Blackfoot at all, and so they're uh, you know it's a, it's a it's a team to watch for sure. Yeah, speaking of Blackfoot, they're tied for first in the first four A poll of the season with Burley. You know, it appears like at least from from a distance that these two big titans are on a collision course, right? Blackfoot undefeated, Burley undefeated. Both have star players on on both sides. And now, Lance, with the Max Preps rankings being used to seed the state basketball tournament, there's a good chance that these two teams could could wind up on the opposite side of the bracket the way it's intended to be. You know, in years past, maybe this would have been a semifinal or, heaven forbid, a, a first-round matchup. Yeah, well, and, and of course, if it started right now, they would be on opposite sides of the bracket, assuming that they both made it in. And, and people out there who are listening, you got to remember, teams still make it into the state tournament uh, the way they always have. It's just once you get there, uh, th- then they go ahead and use those max prep seedings in order to, to uh, make that work. Correct. There's still representation for each district and, and which league you play in determines how many bids you get the state. And then, and then yes, once the field of eight has been set, it gets seeded. Uh, so Blackfoot tied for first. No surprise there. Preston checks in. They're tied for fourth. Pre- you know, Preston's got their holiday uh, tournament coming up this weekend, Lance. That's going to be good competition. Middleton is coming over to play in that, and I'm really hoping we get to see Preston and Middleton showdown. Yeah, if, if that, that could be a very good showdown. I've had a chance to watch Preston this year. They came over and, and played Sugar Salem. Uh, it was a game that went into overtime 
Uh, it was a very, very good game. Preston's looking good, looking extremely good this year. Well, speaking of Sugar Salem, Lance, you you know how to transition perfectly. Speaking of Sugar Salem, they are the top-ranked team in the first 3A girls basketball coaches poll of the season. Right on their heels at number two is Snake River, and then Teton is ranked fourth. So three East Idaho schools in the top five. Yeah, Teton has actually played some very good basketball. Uh, Teton's girls, uh, you know, you know, last year I felt that Teton's girls uh, might have overall been the best athletes around I don't I'm not saying necessarily the best basketball players but I think they were the best athletes that were around and and uh they're they're uh, raising a little bit of havoc this year yeah they're they're gonna be a, a sneaky team to watch and again the problem is they play in the same league as sugar they played in another conference who knows what would happen uh yeah. the the 2a poll the 2a top five uh we have Aberdeen at number four this is a team we talked about a lot last week Lance this is a team we really like and Aberdeen makes it into the first poll of the season at number four yeah they do and this uh, th- this is a poll that I think will change a bit throughout uh the course of the season uh you know you take for example uh Soda Springs that got off to a a really struggling start this year uh however those have been extremely competitive games Soda Springs with that one win is I'm telling you right now, the best one win team in the state. Well, we talked about, they put kind of put together a really difficult schedule uh, as well. So yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, they've already played, you know, the number one ranked sugar Salem team. They've played a top five ranked uh, Preston team as well. And and they are a, uh, they are a very good team, but, but that's not to diminish Aberdeen. Aberdeen is extremely good as well. And uh, Aberdeen's a team that I think we will see at the state tournament. Yeah. Uh, 1A D1 poll. You've got Butte County second in the poll. And then Grace is in a three-way tie for fourth. Those two teams play in the same conference. Grace, we talked about it last week. They're the defending conference and state champions. But boy, this Butte County team is loaded for bear. They look really good. Yeah, that, yeah, they are. And, you know, they've already got six wins under their belt. I think, uh, you know, as you look at, uh, uh, at Grace at three and two, uh, I don't think those two losses are really indicative of how a matchup between Butte and Grace would go. I think that'd be very tight. No shocker. I mean, we're not, they're not in district five or six speaking of Lapway, no shocker that they're on top. They've only got two games though. However, that is a team that will, uh, you know, is going to a big tournament here also are their boys and uh, we'll get a better look at what, uh, at what Lapway brings with both the boys and the girls as well, because everyone's shooting for those two teams. Yes. And then the 1A D2 poll, Rockland tied for first with Council in the first coaches poll of the year. And Mackey finds themselves tied for fifth. No surprise here. We kind of thought Rockland and Mackey were uh, kind of the top two teams. Yeah, and and uh, and then Richfield out of out of District Four is is there as well, you know, and and uh, you know, for purposes we kind of at least for location purposes, they're kind of the eastern part of the state a little bit as well. But but Rockland and Mackey, uh, uh, that's that's going to give us some very good matchups right there. I mean, I, I think right now, uh, Kearsley Boyer from Rockland uh, could could be the one AD two player of the year for for the state of Idaho. I mean, she is yeah. so fun to watch. So yeah. yeah, and Rockland tends to to pretty much always be tough. You know, they just are just tough. Yeah. Great coach Vern Nelson, and uh, yeah, we talked we talked about that a lot last week. So if you missed our girls basketball preview. Uh, definitely go back and listen to last week's episode. We really dissected all of the girls' hoops teams. And, and today we're going to do the same for the boys. Uh, our boys' basketball previews are all up on the website at idahosports.com. Uh, the competition opened last week. And so this is a good point for us to talk about 
who we think might stand out. We'll just start at the top 5A and work our way down to, to the 1A ranks. And when you look at the 5A classification for the, the high country conference, um, the consensus at the top seems to be Thunder Ridge, Madison, Rigby in some order, then a drop off. And then there's Highland and Idaho Falls. How do you see this plan out, Lance? Uh, I don't see Thunder Ridge being anywhere near that top. I had a chance to watch them earlier this week. Thunder Ridge is going through some growing pains after losing, you know, Lawyer Driggs last year, uh, that really good team that they had. Uh, I watched him against Hillcrest earlier this week, and uh, uh, Hillcrest ended up winning by 16, but that was more of a 20 to 25 point ball game uh, as well. Of course, we'll be talking about Hillcrest here in just a minute as well. Um, I, I right, right now, I would put Rigby uh, on top of that and close with Madison. Okay. Uh, I wonder if, you know, Hillcrest is good. They make, they, they're kind of like rugby and football. They make a lot of good teams look bad sometimes, but yeah. yeah. I'll be curious to see how Thunder Ridge adjusts and, and plays. Um, well, it's I, just, a, it's a different team without lawyer Driggs. And, yeah. uh, and it's just, you know, as, as I watched them play they're they're still finding out, you know, where the majority of their scoring is going to come from this year. Uh, as they have just really struggled to, uh, you know, uh, put the ball in the hole. It, it was a it was a tough task against uh, against a good Hillcrest team. I think you, when you look at the coaches, uh, the coaches in the league, um, you've got two really good ones at the top. Lee Tolson, the coach at Thunder Ridge, um, previously coached in Wyoming and yeah. won a state championship at in Douglas, Wyoming. Very yeah. good coach. And then, of course, Justin Jones at Rigby, right? Yeah. Um, Rigby lost a lot of guys last year. They do have Carson Barber coming back, but uh, Coach Jones is such a good coach that um, I think Rigby's going to be in the mix. And and Madison is kind of a sleeper team. You know, they've got a, a new head coach this year and Shane Humphreys. Yeah, Shane's really- a very good coach. I've known Shane for a long time. Shane's a very good coach. He was a college ball player at Rick's Junior College uh, in their last year of being a college and they played at Westminster. Uh, which is Division Two now down in Salt Lake. Uh, uh, he he's a very good coach, and they've 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 got a good team. When I say it comes down to them and Rigby, I think it could go either way. And I think by midseason, we'll have a lot better grasp on those two teams and where they could could uh, finish out. Definitely. And Rigby was a team that improved as the season went on last year, right? They they got off to a slow start and ended up at state. And a lot of people didn't think Rigby uh, was going to make it to state last year, and, and yeah. they proved everybody wrong. Well, if you remember, they had to they they had to win a game against uh, against Lawyer Driggs and Thunder Ridge in order to get in there, and then they end up winning the consolation championship. So that was a you know it was a good little run for for Coach Jones, who, who's won three state championships uh, all at the four A level uh, with uh, Rigby. Of course, his brother then is also. Been very successful for a level down at Preston. <laughs> yes. Um, and we'll talk about Tyler Jones in just a second at Preston. Um, and then and then Highland and Idaho Falls. Can can either one of these teams make the move up? Highland uh brings back Ty Pearson as their head coach, and and they lost basically four of their five starters last year. Jaden Wright, good young uh, junior forward, started as a sophomore last year. Idaho Falls has a new coach this year. So uh, do either of those teams make a move up, do you think? I don't see it at this point of the season. Uh, doesn't mean it can't can't happen. Uh, but I but at, at this point of the season, I just do not see it happening. I think the I think the mountain's a little too high for them to climb. I think both those those teams will spend uh, this year uh, kind of rebuilding and uh, you know getting those those younger teams that lost so many kids, getting them ready uh, for next year's play. I just don't see them being in that top tier of, uh, of the five A down here. 
Sure. And Val Rodell is the new coach at Idaho Falls yeah. this season, uh, replacing uh, Howard Hart, who uh, had had some uh, medical problems, wasn't able to coach last year. Nate Hartman was the interim coach, and if he yeah. he's of course now at Middleton. So yeah, well, um, Howard Hart had done a great job. He had done a great job at uh, uh, Idaho Falls. Won a state championship with him their last year, four A before going up, and and uh, uh, you know you know Idaho Falls uh, you know has the opportunity. I think particularly next year, Idaho Falls. Uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how they finish off this year first, but, but, but I'm, I'm looking a little more to next year for them. doesn't mean they can't be, and won't be competitive this year, but I just don't see them in Highland up in that mix. Yeah. Well, let's uh, transition to the four a high country conference where this is pretty clear cut. I think Hillcrest uh, should be the overwhelming favorite. And then I think Blackfoot is, is kind of got the second spot on lockdown. I think, and then I think there's kind of a gap and then you've got, uh, in the coaches poll at least skyline shelly and bonneville all three of those programs appear to be uh rebuilding a little bit yeah yeah they do i think you know when, when you talk about hillcrest they went down to that corner canyon tournament down in utah did an excellent job down there uh they they went one and two but the two games they lost were very competitive they started out by beating farmington uh, who has one of the top 30 players in the country that's headed to byu next year held him to 15 points isaac davis had 18 points in that game uh, it was a big one. Madison, uh, we just, you know, I know we're on the 4A now, but they also went down to that tournament. They went 2-1 and one after losing to Bingham High School. Uh, uh, their first game, they went on and won their next two games. So, uh, you know, anytime you can get in a big tournament like that and have an opportunity to play, you know, even bigger schools, because you take, you know, a, a, a 4A here in, in Idaho, and uh, 4A here in Idaho would be maybe a smaller 3A in the state of Utah. And so, you know, when they're playing 5A, 6A teams down there, uh, that's a, that's a huge school size difference and uh, showed they could compete. Yeah. Hillcrest, uh, started five underclassmen last year, four of the five are back. The only guy that isn't is Trey Kofay and it's yeah. because he, he moved to another town. Uh, I think, I think in Utah. So, yeah. um, this is such a great nucleus. Jace Austin's back at point guard. Cooper Kessler's at the two. You've got Garrett Fippen on the wing. And of course, uh, Isaac Davis, who really wowed people last year as the starting center as a freshman. He's now a sophomore. I'm really excited to see his his growth and development because usually from freshman to sophomore year, there's kind of a jump that players take. Yeah, yeah, there is. He's doing very well. I've had a chance to talk to Isaac, ran into him the other day. Of course, him and my son have been great friends from the time they were in diapers. Uh, I spent a lot of hours in my home <laughs> and stuff. Isaac's a great kid, uh, great basketball talent as well. The nice thing is uh, what Hillcrest has. Hillcrest has a lot of a lot of ability to score on the floor. A lot of people that can put the ball in the hole. Um, you, know, you know, the Kessler brothers can shoot. Austin can shoot. You know, they've got some kids off the bench too. But then with Isaac inside, the nice thing is is is, is Isaac draws a lot of attention in the interior. So when they pass it into him, teams tend to collapse. And that opens up a lot of, of uh, three-point opportunities for, for Highland, and they they can hit them. Uh, Highland is at this point of the season is my preseason pick uh, to be state champions. You know, if we were doing like a preseason probability pick, they would be my preseason pick for the four A state champions. Yeah, Hillcrest took fourth at state last year. They fell to Bishop Kelly in that uh, con or in that third place uh, yeah. game at state. So um, Blackfoot, Javante King, we know he's a great talent. The question is. What about the guys around him? But but I think Blackfoot's got a good coach with Clint RV and a good system. You know, last year they they said they played uh, positionless basketball where any of the five guys could could bring the ball up the floor and play down low or outside. And you know, I I didn't really see it when I watched Blackfoot. You know, I still saw traditional like guards, wings, and bigs. But you know, uh, Blackfoot's got athletes. That's for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, they, they do have athletes. And, of course, we know what King did in football as well. Uh, I, I think when you look at, at the athletes that they have, uh, what, what, one thing that allows you to do, even if you don't have the most offensive power on your team, that really allows you to buckle down defensively. Uh, and I, I think that's one thing that we will see out of Blackfoot this year is, is maybe some low-scoring games. I don't think they've got the firepower to hang with a team like like Hillcrest. If a game gets up into the 70s, you know, and stuff like that, uh, maybe even the 60s, I think Blackfoot's a team that, that defensively has the ability to hold teams low because of their athletes. And I think if they can keep games down in the 50s and below, they have a good opportunity to win those ball games. And then we talked about Skyline, Shelley, and Bonneville kind of at the bottom. Um, all three of those teams suffered pretty significant losses. Uh, Skyline, you know, basically said goodbye to to four of their five starters, right? They lost Cade Marlowe and Raleigh Shippen and Landon Merslock, the big six, seven guy inside. They were kind of the Cinderella team last year, got to state with that sub 500 record. Yeah. Shelley, Shelley lost uh, Braxton Miskin. Bonneville lost Carson Johnson and yeah. uh, Cy Gummo, Caleb Stoddard, et cetera. Yeah. So which which of these three teams do you think makes makes a move and challenges maybe for a top two spot? You know, I think it's a toss-up for them. I did have an opportunity to watch Skyline uh, uh, earlier on when they had their jamboree. The jamboree this year was with them and Sugar Salem and, and West Jefferson. Um, it, 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 it was obvious that Skyline had lost a number of players from the year before, and I had – I'd had a chance to see a number of their games and call a number of their games last year as well. Uh, I, I I think they've got um, they've got some some talent that will improve by the end of the year, and so I I think they've got the ability there. But I think between them and you know Bonneville, it, it's it's really a toss up at this point. Uh, I just don't know, and I have not had a chance to see Bonneville, but just knowing what they lost last year um uh, i i think those two will be very similar teams bonneville was one of those frustrating teams last year because you'd see him go out and play wire to wire with with like a hillcrest right yeah and then and then turn around and like lose a game that they like should have won easily they just they were inconsistent last year it was very frustrating to watch bonneville but man they could really shoot the ball we'll see if they have some more shooters this year with coach uh, yeah. john tucker uh the southeast idaho conference in the 4a ranks lance this thing is going to be a dogfight all year long, just like it was last year. You've got Pocatello, Preston, and Century. And yeah. last year, last year, I think all three of those teams could have made a case to be at state. I, I think they were yeah. among the eight best 4A teams. Only one got to go. Same That's situation right. this year, which means every conference game is going to be a lot of fun, and districts too. Yeah, and yeah, you know, my preseason pick for that uh, is Preston. Uh, I just think Tyler Jones is so good. Uh, it, it seems like he's, again, he's one of those coaches that when he loses a bunch of players, he, uh, he doesn't rebuild. He just kind of reloads based, <laughs> based on who's coming, coming up through the program. So until someone can really get up there and knock them off and, and prove that they are consistently better, uh, I'm going to go with Preston on that. However, I'll tell you what, uh, Pocatello is my dark horse, though. Uh, in, in that conference. Pocatello is my dark horse to win that conference. Uh, again, I picked Preston, but for the dark horses, I picked Pocatello. But Century is a very good team, too, and I think you you uh, you hit it right on that it is going to be a dogfight in that conference this year. So, so Preston, you know, brings back Brecker Knapp. <clears throat> they bring back uh, Drew Jones. That's head coach Tyler Jones' son. Uh, he's only a sophomore. He's he, a sophomore, he, yeah. 
Got some time at state as a freshman last year off the bench. Yep. Pocatello returns Ryan Payne at point guard. Of course, Julian Bowie, who started as a freshman last year, yep. electrifying player. They've got Jackson Williams inside. Century has Bruin Fleischman back, who's a great – he's a great slasher. He might be the best slasher yep. in the state in terms of catching it on the wing, getting to the hoop in traffic, and, and getting a score. Yep. And then um, what makes Century real intriguing because – you know, everybody thought Century would be down because they lost so many seniors from last year's team, but they've got this freshman, uh, Isaiah Harwell, who, yeah. who, I mean, was so dominant in eighth grade basketball in Pocatello. I mean, he was he was like LeBron James <laughs> against. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he was a lot like Isaac Davis was, you know, yeah. back, back as an eighth grade. And of course, his older brother Malik Harwell went through that program, was very good. Malik went up and played for Boise State. Uh, after and and I think Harwell's going to be. I mean, he's going to go like any player does. You, no matter how good you are, you still have to learn how to play at the varsity level. It, it might take him a little bit, but he's going to be a special player. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if this if this year is going to be his breakout year where he goes and dominates things, but I'll tell you what, he's going to turn a lot of heads this year, uh, and his name is going to be on the map with everybody for the next several years. And uh, uh, he he is one of those X factor pieces. And, and it, I mean, if he does step up as a freshman and has just an unbelievable year, they could be that team that takes the conference. I mean, this is going to be so fun because uh, Drew Jones, Preston, sophomore, Julian Bowie, Pocatello, sophomore, Isaiah Harwell, freshman, century. These guys are going to be duking it out for years. Yeah, yep, yep, they will be. It's going to be – it's a young league right now, uh, but it's a good league. Uh, you know, oftentimes young means inexperienced, sloppy – <laughs> you know, uh, kind of bad basketball. I don't think that's the case uh, with this group. Uh, this, uh, this is uh, this is not an every-year type of group that comes through a conference like this. This is, this is kind of those once-in-a-decade kind of team, you know, kind of uh, groups that come through these schools. So it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, uh, a really good team is going to be sitting at home for State again this year. I that's mean, I would, I would put Pocatello and Preston up against Blackfoot, who, you know, that the – District six gets two yeah. teams to state. I would put Pocatello or Preston up against anybody from district four. I think That's they'd run right. roughshod through that league, but it's just oh, yeah. the way it goes, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I think so, so through and, and potentially even Century, you know, to You're right. uh, put, put them up against. But again, I think a lot of it's going to do, uh, going to be determined on how Harwell does this year uh, because we, we know what their other pieces bring. And, and, and without him, uh, I think they're middle to upper part, but uh, not necessarily a contender to win it. But with him, they could be a contender to, to uh, win the conference. Certainly. Uh, 3A classification. Let's start in the uh, Mountain Rivers Conference, where last year, uh, Teton uh, kind of enjoyed things at the top of the league. Um, they really lost some guys to graduation. What do, you, what do you think about Teton this year? Um, you know, I haven't had a chance to see him yet. I haven't had a chance to talk to the coach yet. Uh, Roosevelt's a very, very good coach up there. Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've known him for a lot of years. He did. He lost a lot of players last year and a lot of a lot of really effective height that he lost last year as well. And uh, and and I think uh, as part of that, uh, losing that, uh, you know, effective height, they're going to go through some changes this year. I think they're going to be a little bit more of a guard based team this year than they were last year. Uh, where they really had a had a power inside game, but I, I I look to see them be good again. They had a good JV team last year, some good players that'll that'll come up. Uh, a couple of the coaches' sons are on the team as well. Yeah, Jerem Husevelt at, at Teton. 
uh, Sugar Salem uh, struggled last year. You know, they they kind of had the football hangover where they kind of yeah. started slow. And I, you know, because I br- I did a lot of Sugar Salem games for IdahoSports.com yeah. last year. And I thought I kept thinking that, OK, they're going to get this turned around. And, and they never really did. Um, Sean Freeman, of course, is a great coach. Um, and they they bring back some guys. Uh, you know, they've got Toby Pinnock inside, who, who's a good player. That that was the biggest key last year for Sugar Salem was if he could stay out of foul trouble, the Diggers yeah. were going to stay in the game. And if he couldn't, then it was going to get ugly. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, with last year's team, too, you know, there was only one player that returned off the varsity from the year before. Uh, and that was Crew Clark. He happened to be a starter. But they, you got to remember they lost nine seniors that year before on – on a team that won two consecutive state championships. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, that was, uh, you know, you know, coming into last year, year, they dealt with that and they just didn't have as many scores on that team too. This year, they've started out struggling a little bit as well. Uh, did not play well against Shelley, had a lot of opportunities. Uh, I saw them against Shelley, also saw them against Kimberly and their, their offense is getting them the shots that they need. Uh, they're just struggling at this point to put it in the hole. And, uh, and so the coaches have, you know, have the offense put there to get them the shots. Um, but again, again, you got to score. Uh, South Fremont has started off good, uh, you know, in that conference as well. Uh, and so, you know, it, it, it'll be, be interesting to, to see how that shakes out. That's a conference that, that I don't think right now you can pick who's going to win that. I mean, it, it could be any of these teams. I, I think it's wide open. I, I'm inclined to agree. Um, officially, to make a pick, just so it's you know, I'm not I'm not a politician here. I'm not just gonna not make a make a stand. Um, I will say, uh, I kind of like South Fremont. I mean, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if any of the three teams won the league, but I don't know. Yeah, just gut feeling. Well, well, I look at this, and I I look at the group that Sugar has, and if they can start putting the ball in the hole, I think they're the best team in the conference. Uh, if they can start putting the ball in the hole, it'll come down to that. So I'm going to pick Sugar uh, for this. Uh, however, for me, I, I I think right behind them, I would uh, I'd pick a pick Teton and then look at South. Yeah. Uh, well, however, they're all very very close. Very close. Yeah, I agree. Uh, down in District Five, you've got the defending state champions from Marsh Valley. And they look loaded for Bear. You know, I went I went with the Mountain Rivers Conference first in our preview because there's going to be more drama around who wins that. I, I think this is pretty clear. Marsh Valley is the favorite. In Marsh Valley is a is a very good team. One thing you know about Marsh Valley is they got that ability to just run you out of the gym, to just absolutely run you out of the gym. I mean, I mean, you saw it last year. I saw it as well against the Sugar T- Salem team down at the Preston tournament. That I felt Sugar Salem played a good game, <laughs> and Marsh Valley <laughs> just. Uh, you know, clobbered them because they were so hot from the three-point line, and and any player they put on the floor is a threat. So it, it you know makes it tough to double team players. Uh, you know that opens up drives to the hole. You know those types of things. Uh, you know if players come over to help, they can dish. It, it's a it, you know I think Marshfield for not being what you would call a tall team uh, is very very good. And that, you know, Blackfoot says positionless basketball. Marsh Valley kind of really was. Um, any of the five guys could step out and, and knock yeah. down a three. Um, I knew Marsh Valley was going to be good last year when I was at the Preston Indians Classic in, in late December, and they played Skyview High School from Utah, which is just yeah. like a basketball power. And they only lost by three. And that's, and that's right. like that's like punching up two levels for Marsh Valley as well. And once I saw that, I was like, these guys are going to be pretty good. Like, yeah, yeah, they're 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 a very good team and they're very good defensively as well. They end up with a lot of layups in games because their guards are so good defensively. Yeah, uh, so guys to watch for Marsh Valley. Michael Belknap is back. He started last year. Peyton Howe is back at point guard. He started last year. And then you know 
<laughs> there's so many Howells. Kent Howell is the head coach, of course. Yeah. Carter Howell is back. Stanton Howell is back. Everyone's got to be shaking their head going, how many of these guys are there? Well, and Peyton Howe, two years ago, uh, as a sophomore, was our defensive player of the state tournament. Uh, very, very good player. Uh, good football player. He's a good basketball player. He is just a lockdown kid. I mean, I mean, that's a that's one of those kids that is kind of your renaissance kid on the court. He can do almost everything for you. Yeah. Uh, Snake River lost a lot uh, via graduation. Um, Cole Gilbert, Jace Mortensen, two of their better guys coming back. American Falls Lance, I'll be honest, I don't know much about. They didn't play very well last year, and their coach didn't send in a preseason questionnaire form. So I don't really know much about American Falls. But Yeah, we know they've already lost to Aberdeen. Uh, uh, American Falls is – I don't know. It's, it, it, it's up in the air. I will get a chance to look at them this year. I can't give a big opinion, not knowing. I don't anticipate a lot, uh, you know, more out of them this year, you know, than, than last year. However, I do want to say something about Snake River with, with coach Coombs down there, as long as he's been there, he is one of those guys that just finds a way to be competitive. <laughs> no matter what, he just tends to find a way to be competitive. And of course they made it into the state tournament last year. They had to do a play in game where they knocked off sugar Salem up at Shelley high school uh, and we're able to get into the in, into the tournament, but he, uh, uh, Coach Coombs, you know, I mean, he's he's had longevity for a reason, and uh, and he, again, he's one of those that when all the chips seem to be stacked against him, he seems to pull out a a, a couple aces here and there, you know. So I, I, w- I certainly wouldn't count them out, uh, but but I think Marsh Valley is the is the clear clear head of that conference. Yeah, uh, under Coach Coombs, he's taken Snake River to state something like 20 of the 28 seasons yeah, he's been yeah. coach. I mean, that's pretty incredible stuff. And has won state championships as well. So he's, Yes, a lot of pedigree. Uh, 2A level, up north in the Nuclear Conference, the Nuke, as uh, North Fremont head coach Shannon Hill calls it. Uh, North North Fremont is the team to beat. You know, they're going to they're gonna contend not just for the conference title, but for, but for the state title. Yeah, they did have an early loss to Westside, uh, uh, but they are a uh, North is a good team, and we know the kind of consistency that you get out of North. They are just a very, very, very consistent team. They are so tough because they're disciplined. Uh, I, I mean, you you will have a hard time finding a more disciplined ball club in the state of Idaho at any level than North Fremont. They're starting backcourt is back, Max Palmer and Jordan Lenz. They've still got Luke Hill uh, inside. So, yeah, North Fremont runs their system very well. Yep. And uh, the question is who who possibly joins North Fremont at state? Last year, you know, Firth looked like it was going to be that team. And then they kind of head-scratchingly lost to New Plymouth in that state playing game. Lance, I'll be honest, I, I, I covered the 2A state tournament for IdahoSports.com last year. New Plymouth had no business being at state. No. They didn't. They they failed to crack thirty points in both of their games. They were two in barbecue, and I don't I don't know what happened in that play in game. But for Firth, I I bet ninety five times out of a hundred they beat New Plymouth. Yeah, yeah, that was just one of those games for them. And, and I don't think Firth is the team this year to push, uh, to push North Fremont. I I think uh, and and I might catch a little bit of flack for this. I think Ryrie is the team that can step up. And if anybody in the conference gives a push to North Fremont, I think it's going to be Ryrie. I've had a chance to look at West Jefferson. Uh, I saw them uh, uh, during the um, uh, during the Jamboree as well. Uh, West Jefferson uh, looked to be down a bit. Uh, they, they struggled to put points up against either, you know, Skyline or Sugar Salem. And, and I mean, you've got to understand you're only playing a half 
and you know against each of those teams in a jamboree and they got blown out in both of those halves uh but but uh, i'm telling you right now ryrie is a team to watch this year i'm, I'm gonna uh, be speaking with Matt Harris, their athletic director, a little later this afternoon as well. Of course, former IdahoSports.com uh, broadcaster, uh, so I'll have a chance to talk with him. But, but I can tell you right now, Ryrie is flying under a lot of people's radars, and Ryrie's going to be a better team than people think. Yeah, we we sent out these preseason forms to every coach in the state and asked them, "Hey, who's who's a player or a couple players in your conference we should keep an eye on?" We got a lot of Landon Johnson from Ryrie. You know, we really think he's going to explode this year. So, yeah. Now, having said that, uh, North Fremont's my pick to win this conference, right. uh, hands down for me. Uh, but if there's any team in the conference that pushes them, I think it's going to be more likely Ryrie than anybody. Okay. And Firth's got a couple of those guys we saw in football, Athen Blonquist, and, you know, sure. some of the parks and, and players like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Salmon at the bottom. You know, they've got a, a returning all-conference player in uh, Colton Kirby. Um, but Salmon, I think, is a program that's still kind of building and developing. So um, that's the nuclear conference, the nuke. And now we go to the Southeast Conference where you mentioned it, uh, Lance. Uh, Westside already has a feather in their cap with a win over North Fremont. Yeah, they do. And uh, so far, uh, Soda Springs, who's been a perennial power in that conference, is not looking good. Uh, uh, Mulatta struggled out of the gate. They had a loss to West Jefferson just to start the season. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have a chance to talk to Tony Gibbs, Mulatta's coach, uh, during this week as well. And, you know, see, see what he kind of feels, feels about his team. Bear Lake will be tough again. Uh, I think, in fact, I'll, I have a chance to see Bear Lake this Saturday. Uh, so I'll, I'll have a little bit better assessment on them, but Bear Lake is always a tough team as well. Of course, you got to remember they're one of the bigger two A's in the state. Uh, they were a 3A in with, uh, you know, Marsh Valley, Snake River, and American Falls until just several years ago when they dropped down to 2A, won a couple state championships right off the bat. Uh, but Bear, Bear Lake should be good. I think it'll come down to Bear Lake and Westside. Yeah, last year, Westside beat Bear Lake in the regular season and uh, twice and went into districts as the number one seed. And then Bear Lake beat the Pirates. Yeah twice at districts to, to win the district title. And because, yeah. because of that bear lay, or excuse me, West side got thrown into a first round matchup at state with North Fremont. And it was just kind of a, kind of a bad deal. And yeah, it was, uh, the wheels kind of fell off at the end for West side, but I, I kind of like the pirates one. And I agree. I think bear Lake's going to be right there. West side, you know, Bryler Shirtliff uh, is a great, uh, slasher kind of like Bruin yeah. Fleischman blaze Brown is in the backcourt. Bear Lake bring back, brings back uh, Brady Shaw. Big question for Bear Lake is how do you replace Owen Tusher's production? Yeah, because, yeah, you know, yeah. That's going to be very, very tough. Uh, I, I I think with Bear Lake, I think a lot of it's going to come down to you've got to hit the offensive boards hard. You've got to get a lot of second chance point opportunities uh, and and keep games a little bit lower, lower scoring than you had to last year. Uh, however, my dark horse in this tournament is Aberdeen. Aberdeen's not a team to to kick at. They're they're a tough uh, little team this year. They've got some good athletes. Uh, I think that, uh, that 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 Aberdeen could raise a little bit of havoc this year. Okay, well, we'll keep an eye out for Aberdeen, but I think it's a pretty clear Bear Lake one, West Side two, bit of a gap, and then the other three yeah. teams. This conference gets one and a half bids to state, so winning the district title will be important because second place will have to win a play-in game against uh, somebody from District 3, so that'll be pretty tough. Uh, let's move on to the 1A D1 ranks. <clears throat> we'll start. Uh, well, there's only one conference, I guess, right? <laughs> District five and six yeah. are combined at the 1A level. 
Um, what what do you think of this conference with Grace and Taylor's Crossing and um, and Butte County? How do you think this shakes out? Well, I, I I look at Grace and Butte County as being the top. I I think those are the two that will end up uh, uh, the top of that conference. I could be wrong on that. Uh, I'm going to uh, have an opportunity this week to to you know speak to my contact down at Grace uh, as well as out at Butte. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I, I'm going to kind of gauge it a little more from there. I've not had a chance to see either of these two teams yet. Uh, I should, as the season moves on a little bit, have an opportunity to see both of them. However, um, you know, they're, they're, they're both some of your bigger 181s, uh, and tend to bring a good team to the floor. This is a situation where, again, I think Butte County and Grace could be among the top eight teams in the state, but yeah. only, only one gets to go. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I I think I lean Butte County <clears throat> just slightly. You know, Grace brings back a lot of good players: Payson Anderson, Dallin Draper, Gray Gibbs, Ty Gilbert. Yeah. Butte County's got some guys too: Porter Taylor inside, and Logan Gamut, and uh, their head coach Mindy Gamut is she's she's pretty good. And I, I I don't know. I just I lean Butte County, and I think Chalice could be sneaky too. They bring back some guys from last year's team: Jared Olar and R.J. Phillips, and and some other guys T- Taylor's crossing uh, just the fact that they have a team is a, is a good success. Yeah. Um, they, they are a program that's kind of new and their coach Cody Nelson admits that, you know, for a lot of our guys were just, <laughs> it was funny in the, in the, in the preseason form he sent in, I think it was a little tongue in cheek. Um, he said before last year, Cody Hansen, who graduated, was the only one who had played basketball before. So we had a season of learning what a basketball is and how it is used yeah. to play the game. Yeah. Well, I had an opportunity last weekend to talk to, to a coach out in District 4, uh, the head coach of Bliss High School. And, and he told me, he says, we're, we're begging teams not to press us this year. He says, I'm telling coaches, hey, listen, guys, we're just at the stage right now where I'm just trying to teach kids, okay, left foot, right hand on your layup, left foot, yeah. right hand, right foot, left hand. And he says, we're a ways away from even doing right foot, left hand. Uh, we're on left, left foot, right hand. Of course, they're a, a 182 school. They're, they're, they're even smaller and they graduate on average about eight kids a year. But, but uh, you, you know, some, sometimes you run into that, you know, and, and you talk with, you know, about Taylor's crossing and, and yeah, when you're a new school, that does it where you get a butte, you get a grace, they're a little more, uh, you know, traditionally sound and have athletes that have come up through those programs. However, my dark horse for this conference is Chalice. Uh, uh, I believe that actually Grace wins this conference, uh, but Chalice is my dark horse. I think it's okay. Butte, Chalice, but Chalice is the one that can kind of raise some havoc in the conference. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's going to be fun to watch those three teams, kind of like we talked about Pocatello, Preston, Century, right? Kind of duking it out yeah. all year. Same yeah. thing could happen. Yep. 1AD2 Rocky Mountain Conference. This is that big eight-team league that uh, features uh, kind of a top half and a bottom half, I feel like. Uh, the preseason coaches poll had Rockland in the top spot. I'm inclined to uh, to agree. Coach Shay Neal brings back a lot of a lot of good guys. Yeah, Shay Neal, he, uh, he's an old Malad boy like I am. Uh, they were, of course, just little teeny kids when I was graduate from high school and still in diapers, him and his brothers at the time. He uh, he won a couple of state championships as a dragon as well under coach Terry Jones. Uh, when he was there, Shane knows how to win. Uh, Rockland should be very good. Um, uh, I, I think North Jim is going to be a tough team this year. 
That's the big question because North Jam has kind of had the run of the league the last couple of years, but man, they lost some guys. James Bodily graduated. Uh, Logan Corda graduated. They do bring back Bridger Hatch, but they bring back a group of really good athletes. Yeah. Again, not necessarily basketball players, but athletes. And one thing athletes can do is they can, because of their being able to play defense, they can, athletes can always play defense. Even if they struggle a little bit to put the ball in the hole. And what that does is all of a sudden you start, start taking teams out of, out of their ability to score where they usually score game becomes a different game. Yeah. Has the ability to do that. Yeah. It's uh, the question. It's just like North gems football team. Is there enough around Bridger hatch to to carry this team? That's right. I kind of think water Springs uh, might challenge for that second spot. They were picked third in the preseason coaches poll. North gem was picked second, but man, Scott Moe is a great coach at water Springs. Um, They've got Daniel Canfield back, who was one of the better players in the conference last year. Uh, Drew Plocker is there. I don't know. I, I kind of like Water Springs. Yeah, very well could be. Water Springs was my dark horse for this tournament. You know, again, the team that can step up and raise some havoc somewhere along the line. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I, I, I'm gonna stick with with Rockland and, and North Jam as my top two. Uh, but Water Springs is is in that mix. And then. Uh, Fourth in the preseason coaches poll is Grace Lutheran. They're one of those teams that seems forever young, right? They've always yeah. got freshmen and sophomores. Yeah. Um, yeah. Head, head coach Jeremy Hess, though, uh, has some players to build around, and I, I think they could be kind of a sneaky dark horse as well. Um, yeah, they very well could, and they're, they're always going to be perennial, perennially young because if they get a really good player in their system, typically they're going to leave and go, go to one of the public schools. Uh, you know, that are that are somewhat close to them. And, uh, you know, that's 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 one of the struggles of being a private school uh, is if, if you're in an area where where kick is private schools are usually smaller schools here. And, and if you're in an area where you really have a star coming through your system as a freshman, and sophomore, oftentimes they find themselves at one of the bigger public schools for their last couple of years. Yeah, um, and they, they do have a nice co-op with Pocatello High School for some of the some uh, sports like like soccer, for example. You know, Grace Lutheran yeah. uh, athletes can play with Pocatello, and in fact, one one of the uh, players from Grace Lutheran that played for Pocatello's soccer team this year was one of the best players on the team, yeah. and actually got a college scholarship. So it was kind of cool to see that. Yeah, yeah, you can see that, and and I'm trying to think the other ones for whatever reason I had wrestling in my mind too. I I could be wrong on that. Could. Could be for sure. And uh, we should mention, speaking of co-ops uh, with Taylor's crossing and, and the one eighty one, they, they are getting a couple of players from Alturas prep as well in Idaho falls. So yeah. that's yeah. going to be kind of a co-op this year. So yeah, Rockland, North gem, water Springs, grace, Lutheran, the top four. And then to me, there's kind of the second tier, which is, you know, Mackey was picked fifth. Shelban was picked sixth, Ledor seventh, Clark County eighth. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, uh, I, uh, I think that's pretty on, I think that's pretty on. Um, by the time we published our preseason previews, Shoban didn't have a boys basketball coach yet. Um, I think they've got one hired now, but I still haven't heard anything. So yeah, I heard they have one hired. I don't know who. Yes. Kind of a mystery. They've, they've uh, had a lot of turnover at the school. They've got a, a new activities director who, uh, started very recently. So, um, yeah. But but Showban always has athletes and always has kids that can can play. So yeah. they're a team to watch for sure. And then the other interesting team is Mackey. You know, they bring back basically a whole new roster and an entirely new coaching staff. Uh, Scott Yearsley, first year head coach. He's never coached before, but he does have 23 years of being a basketball official. 
Yeah, I've known Scott for a long time. He grew up in Marsh Valley or grew up going to Marsh Valley. Uh, Scott's a good dude. He was here in District 6 as an official for a lot of years, veteran officials, done some college officiating, aiding as well. And I, I think Scott will do a good job out there. He's got to build. He's got to build. But but Scott knows that. I mean, he's he's not going into this with unreal expectations. Scott knows who he is and he knows what he's got around him. And he knows that it's a process to get these kids where they need to be. And I think Scott's the guy to get them there. Yeah, and I still maintain. <clears throat> excuse me, I still maintain for Clark County up in Dubois that the the thing that hurt their program the most was uh, the girls having enough for their own varsity team because for a yeah. couple of years there was you know two or three girls that just played on the boys team at Clark County and it really helped them with depth. But now they have enough girls for their own varsity team, which is great, yeah. right? But at the same time, it hurts the boys. Yeah, yeah, it does. And uh, I mean, I, again, we talked one, you know, the one AD twos. And those are some of the struggles <laughs> that you run into. They're just some of the struggles. I told you I was talking to Bliss's coach last weekend, and and you know he was telling me some of the struggles that they're going through. And those are those are things that are not uncommon because there is, I think, of all the the leagues and all the school sizes in the state, the biggest gap is between the top of the one AD ones, or pardon me, the top of the one AD twos and the bottom of the one AD twos. I think that is the biggest gap that you get in any of the school sizes. Yeah, I'm, I I agree with that. Um, do you know is Bliss there? Uh, are they playing a varsity schedule or like they're playing a JV schedule? Yeah. Okay. Yep. 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 They're playing a JV schedule this year. You know, sometimes teams have to do that. You know, I remember going back to 1985, uh, back when they were A4. You know, A1 was the biggest, and A4 right. was smallest, and and A3 was what uh, the school was that I went to, and Malad won their first state championship that year against Gooding. Well, Bliss played in the state championship game that year, you know, and, right. and uh, you know, and now, you know, you look at them, they're playing a JV schedule, things like that. And that's just sometimes what you have to go through uh, as some of those small schools. Ledors had to do those types of things before. Yeah. Uh, I did want to mention as we get to the end here for some of our smaller boys basketball schools, there, there's the small school showcase going on this weekend at Mountain View High School in Meridian. This is a really cool deal, Lance, where they bring together 16 uh, 1A schools. I think there's one 2A compass charter, but it's mostly 1A schools. Yeah. And it's kind of, hey, we get to play in this huge gym at Mountain View High and, and yeah. play other good teams from around the state. And it's kind of a cool deal. North Gem and Grace Lutheran will be traveling. This is a boys basketball event. We're going to have every single game uh, live with video coverage on IdahoSports.com. So if you're a hoops junkie like me, I mean, first game tips off at 10 a.m., last game tips off at 8.30 at night. I'm pretty much going to be glued in all day, I think. Yeah, eight yeah games. it should be very good. Uh, State does the same thing for football for them. They do it out at Middleton. Uh, and so, it's you know, these small school showcases is good because oftentimes these schools, I mean, a lot of these small schools, unless they're a private school, a lot of them are, are out in the boonies. I mean, they're out there and they're a ways away from a lot of places. I don't know if, if you've ever been to a place like Ledor, <laughs> you know, or, or, you know, or North Gem's not necessarily in the boonies. It's between Marsh Valley and, and, and Grace, essentially. And then Soda's right there as, as well. But a lot of these, you know, they don't get to see uh, a lot of teams from, from up north, you know, obviously, uh, uh, you know, there's a long way for from north and south, whether you're a big school or a small school. But it tends to be that, you know, in football and things like that, you know, places like Rigby will see a Coeur d'Alene or a Sandpoint or a team like that during football or basketball season at a tournament. 1As don't tend to get that luxury. So a tournament like this really helps them out. 
Yeah. So North Gem will play Horseshoe Bend at one o'clock on Saturday. And then uh, Grace Lutheran plays Garden Valley at seven o'clock. That'll be an interesting yeah. game. Garden Valley, of course, won the state title last year, but but they lost pretty much everything. So that'll be yeah. a good game for Grace Lutheran. Yeah, I think so, too. And that'll let us know where they are at. You know, again, a young team. Let us know where they're at. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a fundraiser for the, for all the small schools as well. So it, it works out really nicely. So, again, that's uh, all day Saturday live coverage on idahosports.com all right lance thanks for breaking out all the boys hoops you know you're you're kind of a hoop head like i am so i, I love i love talking basketball with you. you you and me are hoop junkies man they is there is there a special clinic for that you know you know, they go to to help us out you know we'll have to check into that yeah hoop junkie rehab yeah no doubt um yeah we're, we're really ramping up with boys and girls basketball uh we're we're gonna start having more and more games on the broadcast uh, schedule at idahosports.com we're kind of putting the finishing touches on that so keep checking back uh, you can always find out which games we're covering by clicking on the game streams tab on the homepage of idahosports.com but yeah we're gonna have lots of holiday tournaments coming up and um yeah it's the best time of year it is for sure all right. Well, thanks for tuning in. I would sing that song, but uh, but but we don't want to run listeners off because of yeah, that. nobody they might run off because of my opinions anyway. But I don't want to run it off for for my singing. Well, you look like a crooner, but you don't sing like one, Lance. No, no. My <laughs> parents would have wasted a lot of money had they have tried to put me in singing lessons because it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah, a money pit to be sure. So I am a good shower singer, though. I'll tell you what, I can belt those out in the shower. <laughs> I'm unbelievable. Single, single audience. I'm my own audience, and 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 I can rock it. Yeah, Freddie Mercury, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Well, that'll do it for this edition of the East Idaho Prepcast, brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse pounding adrenaline sports apparel and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. For Lance Taylor, I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy the games this weekend, everybody. We'll see you back here next time on IdahoSports.com.